702. Masterclass. 22 minutes after 2 o'clock. It is time for our Masterclass for today. And we are talking about menopause. Looking forward to hearing from all of you ladies about your experiences or maybe the things you witnessed your moms and your aunts and your grandmothers go through that you have questions about. I want to hear from the men. If you're like, mm, Doc, I don't believe what she's telling me. What does this really mean? We are joined by Dr. Kofi Kwa Asante, obstetrician and gynecologist, and he definitely is an expert on the subject matter. Give us a call, 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. And mm-hmm. I, I think this is, I've been wanting to have this conversation for a while. Yeah. And I think it's so important in our previous conversations where we were having master classes on things like fertility, there would always be questions that are alluding to menopause. I said, no, it needs its own mm. moment, its own stage. So let's get started with what menopause is exactly. Yes. So menopause is basically a stage in a woman's life where her periods essentially cease. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've got menarche, which is... So just to to confirm, and I'm only just linking this to our previous conversation, where where I learned that your eggs start dying from the moment you're born. So when periods cease, does it mean the eggs are done? See, there's a decline that happens over Mm. time. So from the time that a a woman or a child is born, um, she goes through um, puberty, and that's when menarche would start. That's when um, essentially her periods would start, mm. ovulation would happen, and fertility basically um, commences. Yes. And then throughout the years, there's a steady decline that happens in relation to the number of eggs that she has. So mm. she's born with all the eggs that she'll ever have. Yes. But you're right to say that there's a decline that happens progressively as she nears the menopause period. Yes. Um, and the menopause period is, for most women, defined as the age bit, occurs usually between the ages of 45 and about 52, 53. Mm. So at that stage, what essentially happens is period seize and by period seizing then there's also that decline that happens with the eggs so to the point where at that stage you know there's very few very little um in terms of um ovarian uh follicles and reserve that mm. that, that 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 remains behind so what does that mean then for for women who are still bleeding um, but are at full menopausal age, I'm talking 50s, 60s. Yes, yes. You know, does it mean something is wrong? Yes. So the, the thing about menopause is, uh, like I said, with the definition, your period sh- should cease at that stage. So it's the kind of diagnosis that you make retrospectively by looking back the, over the past 12 years to say that I've, I mean, 12 months. Yes. To say that I haven't had my period for 12 months. Mm. This is potentially menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, then you'd see a gynecologist and then they'd run some tests and they'd take your history um, and then they'd confirm that you are essentially in menopause. So at that stage, you should not be having periods. Um, having said that, there are women who would still go on to have these um, intermittent periods of bleeding mm. during that stage. Um, and generally, any woman who has been diagnosed as being menopausal should not be having a period. Mm. So the minute you start having a period during that uh, menopausal state or the mm. menopausal period, it's usually it's a red flag mm. to say that something is wrong here. You need to go have it checked out. Unless, of course, the diagnosis of menopause hasn't been made mm. um, conclusively. 
in which case, you know, the perimenopause may still be at play. Perimenopause is basically that time leading to the into the menopause where you'll see your period will come, it'll go. So it's the opening act before the main show. Basically. Where you fall apart. A hundred. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> for some woman. For yeah. some woman. Yeah. So just to clarify, I mean, you've got three stages. You've got the perimenopause, mm. you've got the menopause um, stage itself, mm. and then you've got the postmenopause. So it's very clear to me, it's very good, um, important to make that distinction that people who are going through the perimenopause may not may still have the symptoms um of having you know um normal periods mm. just that you may not see, you may see it once every two months once mm. every three months there'll be an irregularity that ensues and with that irregularity if it happens over a period of a, a year then generally say, okay now you've actually reached you've gone from perimenopause to the menopausal period um but i think it's always good to get the conclusive diagnosis so mm. that you can actually know that okay this bleeding i'm having now because i've been diagnosed as being menopausal mm. it's actually a, a concern and i should seek assistance for it so question regarding the per- perimenopausal st- stage yes can you fall pregnant in that stage definitely really definitely mm. but you, it, it's a struggle it's a struggle so so, so i would I, i'm rather asking not so much that a couple is trying knowing they're in perimenopausal because the likelihood is then the doctor would possibly give something to assist if they're trying. A hundred percent. I mean more of a woman thinking, oh no, this part, this stage of my life is done. done. And then because I've got symptoms and then all of a Sunday that ludlum appears (laughs) in your life. (laughs) Remember the thing about the symptoms of menopause and the symptoms of um, pregnancy, there's similarities there. Right, but net. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I'm imagining a woman being like, "Oh my gosh, I'm menopausing," only to find out six there's months actually, later there's a child on and it's the, the way. Last thing and on you your threw mind. the cot out, uh-huh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh that, so, goodness, so it yeah. is. It is very possible because, like I said, there is a decline that happens, yes. but it's a steady decline and it happens gradually over time. And obviously, the the rate at which the, this decline happens varies from one individual to the mm. next. That's why you've got a range, a time period as to you know when these um, three stages of menopause happen mm. in different women, mm. so it's very possible. Yes. Okay. So, can you clearly um, um, give me those distinct, those distinctive things or symptoms that say this is peri versus full menopause, or mm-hmm. is it only a test that can tell you? I think the biggest thing that distinguishes the three is basically a cessation of your period. Mm. So, a cessation meaning your period hasn't come for the past twelve months. Okay. So when you've had that, and obviously while that period is happening, you would go through the stages where, okay, you know, the hot flashes are creeping, mm. the night sweat. You'll notice a change, a distinct change in your in your in your body and what, what the symptoms that you're having. So it's always a suspicion. But mm. also most women, when they reach that age, they're like, whew, you know, something has changed here. Mm. So when you have a, a a retrospective diagnosis of not having had your period over that 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 12 month period then already the red flags the 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 alarm bells start going off and, and then, this is around what age and i know the range the range that's very but, but remember you get some women who can have um premature menopause and mm. some women who can who can have delayed menopause mm. so it it makes it very difficult to actually pinpoint mm. um for a particular woman when it should or shouldn't mm. happen mm. so it's it, a lot lies or relies on the woman to be able to say, listen, I've been having these symptoms. I'm worried. I'm within that age period where, you know, this could potentially be the issue. Mm. Let me seek assistance into, in, 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 in distinguishing whether this is really menopause, perimenopause, or am I actually past yes. both of them in, in the postmenopausal stage? Um, but effectively to really make the distinction, it's a matter of this blood test that we do. 
Um, but the blood tests are always in combination with what you tell a mm. gynecologist when you go in for a consultation. So it's not one thing that we can say, okay, because you haven't um, had periods for, for, for a year, mm. it's menopause. Because yes. there's other things that could also cause that. So it's a combination of things that we need to put together. And then based on that, we make a, a, a diagnosis of whether this is menopause or whether this is menopause brought on by something else. So it's not your natural onset of menopause because there's yes. a whole other things that can mimic. So you, you could be on medication and it's the you side effect. You could be on medication. Could be you, could, you could have things. had surgery and that affected your ovaries. You mm. could have had radiotherapy that affected your ovaries. You could have infection, autoimmune conditions, all of these thyroid problems. All of these can cause your, period, your, your menopause to either come prematurely or mm. even be delayed. But to make that distinction, you need to get some sort of um, professional assistance to guide you. All right. We, when we come back, I see already a whole lot of questions coming through around the subject of menopause on this masterclass. It's just after 2.30. Masterclass. In our masterclass for today, we're talking menopause and we're joined by our guest in studio, Dr. Kofi Kwa Asante, obstetrician and gynecologist. And already I'm seeing many messages coming through. Give us a call, 011-3702 and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Doctor, what is it that we look for in the blood tests? I mean, you've already shared that you can't just look at the blood, blood tests in isolation. You have to take into consideration a whole lot of other factors before you can diagnose. Now, what, what do you specifically look for in the blood that could be a marker or an indication that, oh, this is a possibly menopause? So um, it's basically looking at your hormone levels. So there's two particular hormones that we look at. It's called the FSH, follicular stimulating hormone, and the LH, the luteinizing hormones. So usually in people who are um, menopausal or going through that, that menopausal stage, you'll find that these values are markedly elevated compared to someone who is still in their fertile non-menopausal period. Yes. So when a patient comes um, suspecting that they're menopause, you'd run these tests as a, as a start-off. Obviously in addition with a full consultation to mm. actually find out listen, what has been happening with your periods over the past 12 months. So um, by getting those results and then you know taking the patient's history into account, you can effectively make a diagnosis of, okay, you are in menopause, perimenopausal, or you've actually gone past the postmenopausal stage based on what these levels um, are doing um, at that point in time when you, when you consult. Then before we go to, to all of um, the listeners' questions, I don't want to assume that all the listeners know what the typical telltale signs are. So mm-hmm. can we quickly go through that list? Um, because some people will just be like, give you a hot flash. It's the hot flashes. Give you high, high. <laughs> you know, so let's go through that list. It's the list. hot flashes that take the cake usually. Yes. But obviously the first thing is your, your periods cease. So it's a cessation yes. of your menstruation. That's the first sign. Then the hot flashes can ensue. But remember, not everybody will experience these symptoms that I'm mentioning. So, so hot, hot flashes is like it comes almost instantaneously where you feel like you're burning up and you start sweating. You need a fan. Yes. yes. So it's hot flashes and that's obviously during the day. So at night, then you'd have night sweats. Yes. Which would also be an issue for most people. Um, and remember now, the main thing with menopause is the, is the, is the decline in the estrogen and the progesterone. Mm. So particularly when you talk about estrogen, you get um, estrogen being responsible for the integrity of the vagina. Mm. So what happens is most people would then um, experience um painful intercourse mm. because now the the lubrication and you know that integrity, so the dryness the dryness and that possibly lower libido lower libido that yes. comes with the decline of the, with the estrogen and progesterone would mm. lead to uncomfortable intercourse as well mm. okay mm. and then some other some women may also experience um, bladder symptoms so mm. urinary incontinence urinary um Re- recurrent urinary, um, urinary tract infections would be a, a sign as well that most women would experience um 
generally, I think the, those are the cardinal, cardinal things that women would need to look out for, that they would present with to say that, listen, I think I might be in the menopausal period. Another thing as well is obviously um, mental health is also very important mm. in these women. So because of all these symptoms that they go through, there's anxiety, yes. there's um, depression, um, you know, onset of dementia may also be an issue for most of these dementia. women. Dementia. Dementia. So that... Much later on. I did on, not know. Much yes. later on as well. You know, these things can also ensue. So most women have to, you know, you have to make that diagnosis so that we can actually involve mm. a full team of experts to help you on this journey. Yes. Mm. So now just to quickly do a comparison yeah. of, um, um, you know, what would be happening concurrently in a man's life at this stage. And the only reason is because we interact with each other so much and it is it will be very hard for a person to understand what they are not experiencing. 100%. So this is more for... Um, it, it, when I was growing up, it would be like, women get menopause and men have a midlife crisis. Well, from a medical point of view, how would you sort of put those things happening concurrently? Because men also go through 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 some stages when they get older that affect them physically. They do, they do, um, but I, I think it's, it, it's, it's very hard to compare the two because mm. I think women by far have it worse than men. Say that again. It's very hard to compare the two <laughs> because mm-hmm. women by because far... Because why? <laughs> <laughs> women have it far worse than men. Yes. Um, and like you said, men, it's more, um, it's, it's very few physical health issues. Yes more than it is an, an outward expression of, yes. of, of, of issues that they may be going through. Yes. Um, but obviously, look, it's very important for men to also get checked regularly mm. um, because there are other issues that men can have in prostate cancer. Mm. Um, they need to you know, make sure that, this, they, that they get their prostates checked as regularly as possible by a urologist. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I think generally, I think women would... would they go through much worse than, than than men do so it's very hard to compare because it's, it's not an apples you know you're not comparing apples with apples yeah because i think what women go through oof, no. i think on that note we need to take a break so that information can sink in <laughs> 702 masterclass in our masterclass for today we are talking menopause with dr kofi kwa asante obstetrician and gynecologist we take your calls on double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the whatsapp line oh seven two seven oh two one seven oh two so doctor let us get to the many many questions that have come through we've got a voice note hi rile buchile um this is pat from aldo's I'm 62 now and I don't know what it is to uh, have hot flushes or this change of life stuff that they've spoken about. It was all smooth sailing. My mom, though, was a very secretive person, so I can't even say she used to share what is going on with her. I don't even know if she went through stuff like this because, you know, the old people were very secretive. But... um, I talk to my boys and I let them know what's happening to me and why it's happening so that they can understand better what is happening and then be supportive. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for that voice note. There is, Doctor, a thing about um, not speaking about it. Do you think society has made it a taboo thing to talk about? Definitely. 
definitely. I think there, there are a number of women's health issues that has been made taboo by society. Menopause definitely is one of them. Fertility is another one of them as well. Um, but I think like with most things that are women's health related, um, information is key. Empowering the opposite gender is key because um, that's where most women's support structures lie as well. So I think the more, the more education we can give, not only to the women, but also to, you know, to their spouses, their brothers, their, their cousins, their, you know, um, the, the male counterparts in their lives, I think it would really make going through these, these life-changing moments for women, it would make it all the more bearable. Mm. Um, yes, definitely. So I think more conversation definitely needs to be had, had around this with, with, with the opposite gender. Question re menopause. If you received chemo for breast cancer, can it bring menopause on earlier? Age when chemo was received, thirty seven years old, six months of chemotherapy. Definitely. So mm. chemotherapy in addition with um usually it goes hand in hand with, with radiotherapy, um, can definitely bring on earlier menopause um in someone who's gone through that. Um it is common. It is very common, um and it's one of the known um causes of um premature early menopause because the, the medication and the, the three the treatment that you go through unfortunately have a direct effect on the on the ovaries ability to actually function and therefore it would induce a state of menopause by reducing the estrogen and progesterone mm. levels that the ovaries are able to produce thereby putting you into a state of menopause a bit earlier than the the aforementioned mm. you know 45 to to 52 53 that we've, we've spoken about so on that note then about cancer i have an aunt who had a hysterectomy right and then she got cancer through the ovaries so 100%. then the, the question was should a woman actually if she is going to have a hysterectomy take the ovaries out right because yes. then you you are it's 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 the the hormone it's a issues yes it's a catch 22 yes. so so what do you suggest um you know for for women who you know they they already know they come from a they have cancer in their family 100%. and they find themselves at the position where you say let me get rid of one organ that would put me at risk of getting cancer. Hundred percent. So, I mean, as 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 gynecologists, we 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 always put forth um, options to women, particularly when it comes to areas of surgery, um, especially this area that you've just brought up, because um, we call it doing a prophylactic oophorectomy. Oof- mm. So, when a woman presents with a, a history um, in her family of cancers, particularly of the gynecological kind, and you have the opportunity to do a hysterectomy in this woman, we offer or we discuss with them mm. the benefit of having what we call a prophylactic oophorectomy mm. in that we know that if we leave these ovaries behind there is a chance that given the history they, that these ovaries later on in life could develop ovarian cancer mm. but having said that you take out those ovaries because by the time she's having a, a hysterectomy she's probably way before the menopausal period mm. so you have to weigh the risk of that um, versus the risk of taking out the ovaries at that stage mm. versus leaving them in and possibly risking cancer later on mm. um because you take out the ovaries prematurely then you're also left with the with the issue of okay now you've put this woman into early menopause mm. but in the same breath you've kind of prevented her from potentially having ovarian cancer later on so it's a debate that needs to be had between doctor and patient taking everything into account in terms of the patient's history um, and the reason, you know, behind actually doing the hysterectomy to, to begin with. But I think it's not something that you can, you can, um, generalize. Mm. It has to be individualized on a patient to patient basis. Mm. Um, but generally as gynecologists, if a patient has that history, um, a strong family history of, of cancers, um, and the opportunity presents itself to do a hysterectomy, mm. we would have that discussion with you to yes. say, listen, there may be benefits in removing your ovaries, but it's not an absolute end all and be all. It's yes. a discussion that needs to be had. 
Yes, all right. Um, still on that subject of cancer, Matome says this would be strange coming from a guy, but is there a casual link or higher risk between menopause and cervical or breast cancer? It depends. Or is it more the treatment? It depends. It depends on the treatment. Because remember now, when you go into menopause, um, many women would go see a gynecologist for the diagnosis, but mm. also for the management mm. of, 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 the, of this period that they're going through. And most of the management, as we've mentioned, it's a decline in your hormones. Mm. So most of the management would be tailored towards replacing these hormones or replen- replenishing these hormones. So depending on, number one, the patient's um, history in terms of family history of cancers or other comorbid conditions that the patient may have, Putting a patient on hormone replacement therapy during menopause may actually predispose them to an increased chance of actually having certain cancers. Breast mm. cancer, ovarian mm. cancer, and gynecological cancers being at the top of that list. But it's, it's very important to make sure that, you know, your whole history is taken into account when you consult uh, a gynecologist with, with regard to menopause. Because the decision on whether or not to start you on hormone replacement therapy, the type of hormone replacement ter- therapy, whether you've got a uterus, whether your uterus has been removed, all of these can tie into to what type of um, what type of hormone therapy we offer you, mm. and also the risk that that may come with it, as far as you know, it aggravating cancer or not. So it's very important to have that context. Yes. All right. Sonia says hi and thank you so much for doing this show. I'm definitely in menopause and would love to know whether the hip and sometimes knee pain that I start to experience a short while after lying down in bed each night might be part of this life stage or other possible causes excluded. Of course, once I'm up again, the pain is gone. Yeah, definitely. So remember, one of the things that um, are potentially affected during menopause is, is bone. Um, and most menopausal women are prone to osteoporosis. And this is also as a direct correlation between the decline in estrogen that happens. So in making that assessment, assessment of menopause, one of the other tests that we would do is usually what we call a bone density scan mm. to assess exactly what your chances are of potentially having osteoporosis and what we can do to mitigate those chances so that you don't have osteoporosis and maybe even suffer a fracture mm. later on in life. So with that pain that she would having, she's having, I would, I would, I would recommend that she at least get that checked out at least have a bone density scan and then have that interpreted by a gynecologist just to see that if this may not be the onset um, of osteoporosis with mm. a pending fracture that may that may happen at a later stage I'm trying to go through the questions that you yes. haven't already answered yeah. this one says please discuss how men should deal with this woman going through the menopause and when she's done how she's happy with herself she does not need him nature did that not me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's hard to bring men on board. Um but like I said it's it's something that is it has to be done. Um education is key. It really is key for for, for I'm thinking about those care packages that men do for for ladies when they're on their period except for menopause it's every day it's, it's not once a it's, month it's not yeah it's not and the same thing when when women are pregnant as well i mean it's the same support that women require when during pregnancy mm. whether it's on their periods whether it's mm. you know taking time off from work because you, you have excruciating period pain mm. i think there's just a whole a whole um it, there's, there's education that needs to happen mm. around women's health in general not just menopause mm. it's menopause it's fertility it's contraception it's period pains it's a whole bunch of um topics that you know men are needed on so that women can you know just 
go through it better mm. you know have a bit more support because sometimes most of this is just really they need support they need someone to understand they need someone to talk to it's not really about what they're actually physically going through mm. it's just but that, also turn on the aircon if she asks you to wow well, you like, know that, that kind of stuff you know be supportive <laughs> yes, don't tell yes. her to go turn it on herself because yes. she's the one going through it and you're fine you yes, know I have a you. bit of support yeah yes i hear you all right there were so many questions that we did not even get a chance to touch on and i'll chat to the team we see if we are making you come back because um, th- this really is an important sub- uh, subject uh, with some um, people touching on having been sterilized and cortisone treatment, um, others um, touching on what should they do for things like hot flashes. So, Doctor, um, uh, we have a date, you and I, ne? <laughs> next week. Thank you so, so much for your time. We definitely will need a part two. 100%. Thank you for having me.